speaking let's transition speaking of Wambayama yeah and what he's been in the news for to, uh, over the last week I'd say mm-hmm. uh, apparently the, he was in Las Vegas for the hoopla that's going on in Las Vegas with Summer League and everything yeah. like that he played right two games and he played two games yeah. and then they sat him out for the rest of the he had, the second game was solid I think like 27 and 12 yeah but anyway he was walking through uh, apparently a famous restaurant called Catch and as he was trying to, him and security were moving through, uh, a female had come from behind them and had, was approaching Wembenyama and trying to tap his shoulder to get his attention. And the security had initially, it was believed that he had back, the security had backhanded her in the face. Yeah. But video shows that he had smacked her hand away. He did backhand her hand and her hand hit her in the face. Yeah. And it, then it was came out that it was Britney Spears. Now, there's a bunch of additional information there that some people are saying she's speaking in a British accent. Other people were saying that she had said that she fallen to the ground. The video doesn't show her falling. The video doesn't catch audio of what she was saying. Yeah. But what do you guys think about that, about the situation that, that puts him in and that he was in? Let me go first. <laughs> so, like, my thing is, I was raised to never put my hands on a woman. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, I want to start with that. Can you say that again for people that missed it? I was raised to never touch a woman, regardless of if she started it, regardless of what the situation is, regardless of who the aggressor is, never touch a woman. First and foremost. Well said. That being said, do I think the security guard or bodyguard was in the right? I think his role is to take care of Wimbiyama. First and foremost, and did he do the right thing in that that situation? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think at no point he should have put his hand on a woman. However, did he do what he was paid to do? Yes. You know, taking care of your star is what you need to do. Could he have done it differently? A hundred percent. Would I? Would have? Would I have told him to do it differently if I had the opportunity? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like she doesn't look like she was a threat in the first place, and you doing that was just icing on the cake you didn't have to do that you could have easily subdued the situation without hurting a woman you know yeah 100 percent. and um yeah if, if, if i was one biyama bro i would have told the security guard that moving forward don't ever put my, don't ever put a hand you know what's crazy about this, this? spurs head of security as well regardless like I, th- I think he's i think he should have it's not a just a down. random yeah yeah i get that but you you should you should know just as basic morals to never put your hands on a woman like mm-hmm. regardless of like and I'm not I'm not even saying if because Britney Spears because she is a, a celebrity right, but I just mean anybody in general who comes up to you, you need to have, you need to at least pe- put people in the in the best of light that she 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 had best intention even if she was a fan maybe she just wanted a picture right yeah like and your role is just to be there to secure the area not to backhand a woman and give Wimbyam a negative press the guy just came. To the U.S., he's already doing apologies. The, he's already on shade room. <laughs> he's already already doing <laughs> apology videos, right? Yeah, he's doing like he's like it's not like this in France. A hundred percent. Like I, I think it was in the wrong. It should have never happened. It could have been handled better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. could it have been justified as protecting your client? Yeah. Should it have been done like that? Hell no. You know. Who do you think would win a lawsuit there? I think the security guard was in the like in in the law. Am I? I don't know what the law is, but I'm just telling you. The Jama law. The Jama, the Jama law. law. I think the security guard could make a case that I was doing it to protect my client. 
but but maybe what Britney Spears could have said is it was over like excessive yeah you didn't have to go that far you could have Mm -hmm. just easily told me that he's he has an appointment he's busy I would have went my separate ways you don't want like whoa 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 slow down miss yeah but you know at the same time are we blowing up the situation because it was a woman the same thing was to happen if it was a man would it have been covered to that extent we would have left yeah exactly yeah yeah so I double standard right I agree, mm-hmm. but but to that to that point, never put your hands on a woman, fam. You know what's ironic though about this whole situation is her biggest song of all time is "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." A lot of comments. Crazy. Wait, no, I didn't even put crazy. Crazy. <laughs> she has "Oops, I Did It Again." Oh, uh, both of those lines are so fitting in this situation right now. Like it's yeah. insane. But to be honest with you, like That's uh, the point I was trying to make was that Britney Spears is not a normal person you know and i think most people don't realize that when they think about this situation is that because Mukhtar brought it up a while ago before we were talking on camera like who goes up and runs to somebody like that in that fashion you know mm-hmm. i just don't think she's not 100 percent there yeah right so like this situation looks a little bit worse and plus her like i'm not trying to shit on her in any way she should never have been hit right and i like i agree with what you're saying the security guard could be justified when he's explaining what he did but the, it was a little excessive in my opinion Box. right but the way she kind of twisted the story, right? Because you were saying how she made like this whole video. She was talking like I was on the ground and I was crying and my friend picked me up. And Apparently, this- she was addressing some radio hosts that yeah. were making fun of the situation. Yeah. And she put out a video addressing it, drastically changing this, the story the and how, how it happened. Yeah, and then the video came out. Mm-hmm. So that, that to me shows that there's a level or there's a little bit of... of Britney Spears, it's not all the way there to me, you know? So, like, I look at this story and I think it's it's being blown out of proportion way too much. It's not that big of a deal in my eyes, right? Because both parties apologized to each other and then went their separate ways. Now it's just kind of the media that's taking it and going into a frenzy with it. But I think both parties learned a, a valuable lesson in this situation. Yeah. You know, the head of security, uh, he knows what could go wrong in these instances. And Britney Spears and her staff know that she's... Well, they should know that she's a little too overboard when it comes to like fandom and meeting people and stuff like that. Yeah. So like they need to kind of put her at bay, you know, when she's in those environments. And and I think that's healthy. That's necessary. No, no, I I agree, man. But honestly thinking, bro, I I just feel bad for both parties. When Biyama Mm -hmm. just came here, already negative press. Britney Spears, people are making memes of her online, you know, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. making fun of her and Mm -hmm. like... Leave Britney alone. Yeah, like I, I just think that, and, like there's that? no win. There's nobody winning in this case. Yeah, you know, Brittany. just the LL. Yeah, even free Britney. Even the bodyguard, he might get fired for this. You know, yeah. he, I don't know if he will, but that's that. It, there's no winning in this. You know, it's a sad situation because there's really nothing for people to talk about now. So they're making these stories bigger than they actually are, right? So it's just a shitty time to be in for celebrities, yeah. um, especially NBA players, and there's nothing going on in the NBA world. Yeah, so. I think that this is, if this would have happened in December, it wouldn't have been the biggest of a story in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. It would have so. just been like a 24-hour situation. Yeah, it would have been like a on the timeline type of shit, yeah. you know? Oh, did you guys see this? That type of shit. But yeah, yeah you know, can't complain. It's just the media. It's how it goes. Apparently, they, I don't know, they didn't realize who it was, but he did apologize to security afterwards. They both, like, she said it, and uh, apparently what Vanyana said it as well. And... Afterwards, she accepted the apology, but they still reported it to the police, and the police later on dropped the charges against him. Yeah. 
Uh, but it, yeah, it is, it's just an embarrassing situation all around for Robin Yama, for the Spurs, for Britney Spears and her people. Yeah. Um, Such weird names, though. Yeah. Wembenyama and Britney Spears. What are the, you what never, are the odds? You never put these two That's together, what I'm right? saying. They could, they could never have come together in my mind, those two names, you know? Las Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> Vegas brings the weirdos together, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She has a residency, I think, in Las Vegas. And she, she does? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's still anymore, but I heard about it like two years ago that she oh, had a residency okay. there. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot, of, a lot of people, Usher has a residency, right? That I know of. You didn't Yo, <laughs> first off, quickly, quickly. can we go through with this nigga Usher's on right now? Yo, you heard about that? No. Yo, let me, yo, let me, let me ask you a question. First, for, break it down for him. He didn't know. Okay, fair, 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 fair. The whole purpose of this is he's going viral for taking women in the audience. Usually, it's people in either a celebrity, you know, to make names or to make like stuff, or it's like girl girlfriends, right? He did so, Joe Budden Troy too. Yeah, so he yeah. brings them on stage and he dances on them, right? And he serenades. The so he serenades them. Part, yeah. He dances on them. It's just it's a whole experience, right? Yeah. So a lot of people are talking about this. And what what happened and kind of went, went viral last week is Kyle Kuzma's girlfriend, right? Oh, Winnie Harlow. Yeah, so she. Wait, was, you're talking about that? I was talking uh, about the other thing. Which one? Kiki Palmer. That's oh what, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that was the original. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. yeah. But that, to that point, like, I she was in a relationship. She went up there, you know. I, a lot of people were saying, "Yo, why are you wearing that? You're a mom now," and kind of sitting on her. Winnie Harlow, right? No, Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. Okay. Kiki Palmer. Switched too quickly. <laughs> the, 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 the story I'm talking about, yeah. Kyle Kuzma and his girlfriend were in the audience, right? Yeah. So clearly they're a couple. Yeah. They're, they're together. They're doing everything, right? So Usher goes up to, to Winnie, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, come let me dance on you. And what she does is she jumps on Kyle Kuzma's lap like, no, nah, I have somebody here with me, you know? And it, it made Usher look like, damn, okay, it is what it is. And uh, the whole thing is a lot of people on social media were saying that, Oh, that's such an insecure couple. Like you, like the, you being there wow. with Usher is part of an experience. Well, let's 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 rewind first because I feel like the 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 whole Usher drama started first with Kiki Palmer and that yeah. reaction, right? Yeah, yeah. And that led to the Winnie Harlow reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Because first, originally, Kiki Palmer was in like um, a, a see-through dress or something like yeah, that, yeah. and she was with her man she at the great, event, she right? Great. She was with her man at the event. Well, I don't even know if she was with her man, but I don't, I her man didn't hear the, the essentially what happened was she got serenaded and it was very like very intimate, very close on camera. And yeah. that started circulating on social media. Her man said, that's disrespectful to me. This is not right publicly on yeah. social media. And then people, yeah, people were shitting on him saying, yo, you're insecure. Uh-huh. Let your girlfriend have fun, blah, 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 this and that. And then on the flip side, next week, literally the following week, Right, he does the same residency show and Winnie Harlow. That whole thing with Winnie Harlow happens, and then the the media is going off on them, saying that they're insecure. Yeah, like what? This is the whole Salt Bay thing all over. Like that makes no sense to me. Like there's no winning here. To ask you that question, what Mm -hmm. would you do, or how would you react if you're the person who you're with, Mm -hmm. Usher picked them, and how would you want your your girl to react? First, I want we're going to the Usher show. First things first. First things first. (laughs) We're going to the Usher show right off bat. You're not going up there. <laughs> okay. I don't care. If I'm going to the Sierra concert, I ain't going up there. Like I ain't Fair. going. Like okay. that's just that's just a simple rule, my nigga. Yeah. Like we're in a relationship. Okay. That's just that has to be confirmed right off bat. Yeah. And if that's not discussed, mm-hmm. and we're sharing your girlfriend tonight, my nigga. Like, <laughs> you know. I just I just like to the point. I totally agree with that. Like mm-hmm. I was read. I was seeing a lot of people's perspective online. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, if you don't allow your girlfriend 
to be a part of this experience because she paid good money to be in these seats. Mm-hmm. You're taking away from the entire uh, event, right? No, disrespectful to your, but, that, yeah. that's disrespectful to your exactly. relationship. I, I, I think honestly, because for me, I, this is personally me and I'm pretty sure you agree and I'm pretty sure you agree. Mm-hmm. When I'm with somebody, we're to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not about an insecurity thing, but it's about understanding that it's there's boundaries. Yeah, it's, it's a respect thing. aspect of it. Too, yeah. But there's boundaries that I would, I would, have with people mm-hmm. that i wish that you would have for people too you know yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna do the um if for example if i was on stage and rihanna or cardi b was like yo you come on the stage i'm a dance on you let me give you a more realistic example if you're in a relationship you ain't going to carabana you ain't yeah i'm not your girl's that's, probably that's, gonna be like me. your that's girl's probably me. gonna i'm just saying just generally but speaking in general like, just generally like, speaking yeah. your girl's probably gonna look at you like so you want other girls to be bubbling you and grinding you while you're in a relationship Fair, with me yeah it's like the club situation yeah it's exactly the I, same like, thing to me like i'm not even a club person in the first place but it like i would have more of a reason not to go to a club if i was with a significant other in a committed relationship because yeah. you to, to let's keep it a buck you go to a club to have fun because you either dance with people or you know you're you're, you're trying to get, trying to get lucky yeah everybody trying to get lucky there but if if i'm going there that's not that i would but that's, that would be my purpose you know but i have something at home if we live together and why, why would I kind of disrespect her by going out and finding somebody else? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's an insecurity thing. I just think it's having respect for your significant other, having boundaries that you're not willing to go over mm-hmm. and just flat out being a part of a relationship. These are the rules that you must abide by. You yeah. know, yeah. I couldn't be crazy. Am I crazy? No, no, nah, no. Nah, it's hundred percent justified. Justified. You know what the additional thing is though? What? It's Usher. And whenever those situations happen, when, the artist stance on a person, mm-hmm. even if the person's not famous, those videos, that part of the show always circulates. Yeah. So imagine you're a famous Cal Kuzma or whoever, yeah, Kiki Palmer's yeah. man. Those videos are always going to be circulating. People are going to be getting at you saying, yo, you're not, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Like the, Adam, what you guys the are doing? Adam 22 situation right now. Mm-hmm. What Adam 22? Like, um, he is a no jumper. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know who he so is. So yeah. the thing, short. Let me just get quickly go by this. That the, the whole thing that's going on is, so him and his wife they do explicit content uh, content online, right? They've okay. only ever done it with each other and with other women, right? Mm-hmm. But he never allowed her to do it with other men. Why not? Right? Just because that's that's their rule in their relationship. I don't understand it. That's weird. But now that it's been a, been now he allowed her to have another partner. Okay. And the, and it, it was it was filmed and everything. And now the only thing people are talking about is the fact that you let your girlfriend or wife, whatever she is, be kind of dealt with by another person. Wasn't he dealing with other women with her? Yeah, but I. He but, They were. She is. I think she's bi. So okay. They were dealing with the girl together. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He's not bi. He's not bi. He did. Oh, okay. I don't think he plays that. But they have this whole interview show. Interesting relationship. But they have this whole OnlyFans show where they interview a porn star mm-hmm. and then they have a threesome with them. Mm-hmm. This, I think, is the whole... He, he wasn't it's like there. like no jumper XXX a lot. Yeah. The fuck? It's her show. It's like, her damn. show. It's, this is a whole separate thing where mm-hmm. she, she's been doing this whole OnlyFans and porn for, for a while. I don't know if it's porn or OnlyFans only. Yeah. But she's been doing this thing for a while by her. And now, this is the first time where she alone and apparently it's his production too it's out of 22's production yeah and this is the first time she's doing it with another man okay now people are getting at her and apparently he bought people, her no, a people, people are not getting at her people are getting at him that's what i'm saying people are yeah. saying 
because he, apparently like he was there watching it happen. Oh, I didn't hear that. Part. So it's like the entire it was just weird. It was bizarre. And now Damn. going back to the point about Usher and them, it would have been the same type of situation with um if his girl went with him on stage and he's just watching. And then he sees his girl get serenaded by another man, and then walks her. Well, that's, that's a completely different. Like, one is a completely no, extreme I mean, like, uh, scenario. One, one is extreme. Yeah, but I mean, like the video, the same way that people are getting at Adam Twenty Two. It's gonna be talked about. Yeah. It's gonna be like he would have no claim. Like if he was to ever do something online, people would send that video of his girl going on the stage with Usher. You know? Adam Twenty Two is just having a bad year. <laughs> like all his team members leaving him, and all this other claims against him and racism and he's using it though i don't like he's jumping on the press going behind. i haven't seen him since his old team left him. people just don't want to be embarrassed and that's what pretty much anybody that uh usher brings onto the stage if you're a famous person that's that's what's going to come back to you is it, it all reflects back to hurt feelings and heartbreak if People put themselves in a certain situation and mm-hmm. imagine themselves, oh, what if I lose my girl, the, the Usher? Mm-hmm. But Yikes. What? But that is a real yeah, thing. No, no, no. People, there's a bunch of videos out there. People getting insecure about, yo, my girl did this and my girl did that. And to the public, it doesn't sound that drastic. But, but what do you guys think heartbreak does to a person? Damn. What, like, That's tough. It's a fully loaded question, brother. That's tough. So what do you mean, like the after effects of heartbreak? the after effects of ha- something happening of somebody you you're in love with, mm-hmm. and may not be Usher bringing her onto the yeah. stage, yeah, but it may be you and your feelings after a certain situation had occurred. What 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 have you been through? If you guys want to talk about yourselves, yeah, or what do you think, just in general, it does to a person? And gotcha. No, I, I I'll go first. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like heartbreak especially your first heartbreak it is an experience that you, you will never forget and the reason for that is uh, typically when you're in your first relationship and everything's going well you automatically start thinking about the future you start thinking about kids family uh future like going on vacation with this person creating a whole household right and then when you find out that it doesn't actually work out and everything that you thought of for x amount of years is not what you it's not coming to fruition you heartbreak i think hits harder you know and it's like you you start to believe that the past x amount of time is um was wasted and all the effort and time that you spent with this person was there was nothing that came out of it right Mm -hmm. so when you're sitting with all of this right off the time and considering if you're with somebody you're very close to them right so Mm -hmm. you just lost not only your significant other but you also lost a close friend Mm -hmm. right so you're kind of losing two spots in one so fig like heartbreak hits different when you put a hundred percent into that person you know yeah and it, it takes a lot of time from personal experience it, it takes a lot of time to get over that because you're trying to fill a void that you don't know will ever be filled mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so to to go back to your immediate question what does heartbreak feel like it feels like you're being split in two it's because there's not a lot of people you can talk about this with, first and foremost. And two, it's a situation that you got to resolve within yourself. At, personally, for me, I know there are other methods to go about it, like talk to people, go to therapy. But for me, I, I, I took it like this, the solo route where I'm going to figure out the situation on my own. And truth be told, like my very first heartbreak took me a long time to get over. 
Reasonable. Like, re- like, reasonable. Reasonable. It took me like a, either a year and a half or even two years to completely get this person out of my mind, you know? Let me ask you this though. Like, and sorry to cut you off, fam, but like, you bring up a very interesting point about the first heartbreak. And I want to dive more into first the psychology. Heartbreak. You know, I want to dive in more to the psychology of heartbreak, what it does to the effect, the pre, the post. But the first heartbreak, for example, right? Do you think that do you think that that weighs more on you because like you said you've already developed this mm-hmm. mindset of a future and my follow-up question to that is do you ever get over that good question so to, to, to your immediate question do, I, do you ever get over it mm-hmm. i don't think i feel like it never gets easier but it gets more manageable you know you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so to to like i honestly feel like after you get your first heartbreak the first for everything is always the worst, you know? Like, you, it's you, the first time you're trying to understand what these emotions evoke and you're trying to get a hold over your every, like your entire being, right? Mm-hmm. And once, once you kind of get the framework and, like, the blueprint of how to deal with it, mm-hmm. I think moving forward, relationships are much more easier when they don't end up working. Because mm-hmm. now, like, you go from, like, this innocent being where you thought your first person was going to work out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you always kind of put it in your head, like, I'm not going to be like, those. my first chance, good to go, I'm going to get married, everything. So that, that there's some level of delusion. Involved. Yeah, I, I feel like you're yeah. kind of very delusional in your first relationship because you think everything's going to work out. But mm-hmm. then after the first one doesn't work out and you go to your second, third, fourth, whatever, mm-hmm. you, you start to understand that this may not work out. And if it doesn't work out, I'll be okay. You know, like, I'm, and to be honest, subconsciously, I, I think I also developed this thing where I'm super guarded now. You know, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it takes a lot for me to kind of get open and attached to people. And this may be because of the very first heartbreak that I ever had, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think and to, maybe it's because I never want to be put in that situation again where I have to figure things out from scratch. Yeah. Or maybe it's because now I, I just don't have much. Um, I wouldn't say hope, but I, I just don't want to put myself in that situation again. Right? You kind of know the reality. of Yeah. That, like I, I kind of understand. The delusion that. is gone. Even. Like I through my first relationship mm-hmm. and through after the second heartbreak, third heartbreak, I understood that love is not always enough to get stuff done. Of course, you need more than love. Love is not always the winning recipe. Everything mm-hmm. needs to work out. Either it be the circumstances, either it be like environment, finances, politics. Yeah, a lot of things need to work out for you to get with somebody. And mm-hmm. love, me being like this person that I was growing up, I always assumed if there's love. We can figure Love it will out. Love will find a way. <laughs> like we'll if, find a way. If two people are committed, we're going to figure... But there's more than that. There's there's other things that go involved. And love is a, is a very strong component. But to sometimes, it, I hate to say this, it's not the most important component. Things need to work well, out. Well, 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 I think that's a little bit too strong. Because mm-hmm. if there's no love in a relationship, no, there's no, no relationship. No, I, I understand. Right? But, but it, it's... it's one of it, the thing is like what you're basically trying to say is that you have to be realistic with your with your okay. with your relationship. It's not just based off of I really 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 like this person a lot. I really care about this person a lot. There's a lot of factors that have to go into it, right? But I want to stress on the first heartbreak first, right? And the reason I want to stress on it is because I want to find out is there a way people can avoid going through that level of delusion and that level of severity in their heartbreak, or is that has to happen has for everybody? Happen. I think everybody has to un- because you you can get secondhand information mm-hmm. like oh yo heartbreak sucks yeah. yeah yeah i know but there's a difference between it be hearing it and mm-hmm. actually experiencing it that is true like that you true. like 
f- being in love, fam, mm-hmm. is a type of feeling where it's it's like I would compare it to like an addiction. Like knowing somebody loves you and knowing you love them, and like everything's going right in your relationship, mm-hmm. it's a type of emotion that is unmatched at times. Like I would compare it to like that time where the Raptors won their 2019 championship, you know? Like knowing like the greatest of things is happening and there's nothing wrong, mm-hmm. it's it's unparalleled. But, but then, does that like my 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 real question is because we we both understood that there's a level of delusion involved yeah. with this first relationship right. that people get in, right? Is there a way to kind of get back to earth while you're experiencing that? I do do people so. know how to do that, or is that just not a human emotion until I, we go through heartbreak? Because I, for me personally, like for for my first relationship at least, mm-hmm. I had like a great honeymoon phase where mm-hmm. it went on for like a year and a half where everything was just perfect. But even after the honeymoon phase ended, everything was still going great, you know? But did you ever see writing on the wall at any point that this could not last forever? Yeah, I think I think everybody knows, like, but then and something that you do is you start to realize that, you, you start to think at that time where we'll figure it out. When shit comes up, we'll figure it out. We are, we're, we're a match made in heaven where we, nothing will ever get in between us, right? But you're still thinking, because I'm, I'm just trying to base it off of my yeah. experiences in this, right? And I, 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 looking back on my life, I'm like, I knew that there was a good chance that my first relationship wouldn't last forever, okay. right? Okay. I knew that, but the heartbreak still felt the same. The, the level of delusion we're talking about still was the same, mm. even though I knew right off the top of my head while I was going through it, like, yo, this might not last forever. I might not marry this person, right? Hey, no, no, no. But like, is that something we have? Because uh, the only reason why I'm saying this is because after that, I've had, you know, unfortunately, I've had a heartbreak more than once, right? Yeah. After that, like you said, I'm more guarded. I'm more, you know, more reasonable. I can understand the realistic side of it, you know? But back then, even though I was still thinking it, I couldn't internalize it mm-hmm. until I went through a heartbreak, until I saw the level of delusion I'm actually at. Mm-hmm. So my question is, can people avoid that or does that have to happen? That's a tough question. Is that possible? I feel like we talk about this all the time. I don't think there's anything that you can do that can prepare you for heartbreak, first and foremost. I, I honestly think this is something that everybody has to go through. Everybody needs to experience a loss to understand why it's so important to keep what you have or like to not keep what you have, but to maintain the type of relationship that you want to have. You need to understand what the lowest feels in order to understand what the highest feels, you know? So you have a comparable, in my opinion. So I think everybody should experience heartbreak, even though it's one of the worst things to ever go through. Because it gives you a good grasp on the situation. It gives you a good grasp on how you would deal with certain aspects of your, your inner being. Mm-hmm. And it also gives you a good idea as to like what's coming up for. Because it's also, um, you can compare it to different emotions as well, you know. And you can develop a thought process on how to deal with strong. Because for me, that was, I think, one of the strongest things I had to deal with. And now I have a blueprint and I kind of apply it to different things in my life. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Now I have me days. You know? Yeah, the me, me days. days. Me days came from that. Mm-hmm. Now I have, I'm, I'm, I, I delved into more different things because I figured out ways to keep my mind busy, right? Mm-hmm. Like cooking, baking. Mm-hmm. It all kind of dwell from this stuff, you know? Because you kind of forget through heartbreak, you kind of become an item, right? And then... When you guys go your own separate ways, you're trying to figure out who you are because you only identified 
with that person, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a hard time to kind of figure out who you are at a time where you kind of invested who you are with who they are to become a new identity, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're trying to find yourself. You're trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to figure out what you actually love because at a certain point, everything kind of gets blurred in the middle, right? So these are the type of things that I learned that I loved because and now they've become my identity, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I think it needs to be it needs to be an emotion that you go through. That was very well said. I'm not gonna lie. That, yeah, he barred that very up. Very well said. Yeah. I also want to ask you this, yeah. and and I don't want to get too personal, fam. Of course, but I want to ask you this question, and I just thought of this right now. What do you think impacts you more as a person, the height of the love, or the low of the heartbreak? The low, man. The low impacts you. That's a great question. The low impacts you way more. You think so? Because the high mm-hmm. you the high you feel is a joint effort between two people. And you guys can talk about it. You guys can feel amazing together. It's just it's a it's a collab. Mm-hmm. But when you're at your low, mm-hmm. you're by yourself. And sometimes the scariest place to be is within your own mind. Yeah. Your own you thoughts know? are the scariest so place. Yep. Figuring out how to deal with that low. Mm-hmm. made me i feel like a different person but don't you think that your relationship also or the relationships you've been in have also influenced who you are today yeah definitely, definitely. like those people can help shape you yeah right yeah 100 percent. no but to, to be frank the first low will always be the worst low for me mm-hmm. you know but but I, did it outweigh the high of the love in the relationship that's, that's the question great question great great question Cause that's what I'm thinking about now, you know. I think they're comparable. They are comparable. They're, I think they're like same level, ten out of ten. I don't know. I think I think I disagree. What you think? The I low think is lower. No, I think the high is higher oh, okay. than like it. It impacts you more. I feel like than the low because like there are things that you can do during your heartbreak yeah. to get yourself kind of feeling better. You know, you could talk to somebody. You did so much. You know, like you you got into hobbies. You know, you did so much for yourself, and now look, you're like a completer version of yourself than you once were you know but at the same time i feel like before you were in a relationship and i'm not trying to specifically talk about you i'm just talking about just generally speaking before you're in a relationship you're at a much much less version of yourself that makes sense you know before you meet somebody you can change your life impact you in a certain way and then you go through the heartbreak aspect of it as well then you kind of find yourself so i feel like the, the two kind of work together but initially to get you out of your shell to get you to become like that person that's like collabing with somebody else, that takes a lot of work and effort and a lot of commitment. So I think that that impacts you a lot more. You know why I disagree with you there? It's because I do agree with you when the high is high Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely incredible, right? Yeah. But the reason why the low hits so hard is because the high was that high. That's a great point. Because when you're you're feeling 10 out of 10, You know, when you're feeling 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. and then that person doesn't work out and then you, you know, and you're invested in them. Yeah. You're going to feel zero out of 10. Yeah, that's true. So I, I, that's why I think they're equal because if you, if your high was only a five, mm-hmm. your low is not going to be that bad because you weren't that invested. You didn't put that much effort into it. That's true. You know what I mean? That is true. That is that's true. why I think they're comparable because it really matters about how great was the relationship and how invested you were in it mm. and depending on that situation mm. you fall lower into the pitch of your mind 
Yeah, but I feel like as well, when you're at that point, especially during the heartbreak, you kind of have a self-realization of the delusion you went through, you know? Like we were saying, we're, we always thought in our first relationship, this is the person I'm going to end up with, I'm going to have kids with. I'm gonna, that's delusion, right? It's not reality-based, right? And you can only see that after the fact. So does that mean that your high was higher than it, sh- than it actually was because you were delusional? Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah, I get your point. But yeah, I do think there's an element of delusion when it comes to high. Mm -hmm. But another element as to why the low is so terrible is Mm -hmm. because the same way that you're facing delusion when you're high, you're Mm -hmm. facing reality when you're in the lows. You Mm -hmm. figure out that all these thought processes and these dreams that you had with this person and the reality that it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. I think the reality hits way harder than the delusions because delusions is something that you think is going to happen mm-hmm. the reality is what is actually going to happen like you're not going to get these stuff and imagine telling yourself this all this time and that you just you're, you're in your own thoughts that the reality is me and this person are not going to do what we thought we were going to do and you're sitting on that it's marinating in your mind mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and sometimes depending on who you are as a person it, it can eat at you it can really eat at you you yeah. know yeah. and to be frank moving forward for my next relationships right Mm. i don't think i've experienced that type of high before because i'm scared of getting down there to the bottom you know like i've never given that 10 out of 10 effort again so heartbreak kind of ruined relationships for you it kind of did i'm not gonna i agree with that statement i'm not gonna lie this this may be my own thing but i never want to be at that low point again you know you know what it is the way that i combat that is Mm -hmm. for now at least Mm -hmm. I, I make sure that all the bucket points are right before I get 100% invested in it. Well, we, just, we just agreed that we can't avoid heartbreak. Yeah, but I think first heartbreak, not second heartbreak. Yeah, you you can avoid the second you heartbreak. You can't avoid it, bro. You can't avoid the second heartbreak. You can't avoid it. You're gonna get, you just said once you get to that high, yeah. it's going to feel way, like, you know, like you're going to be crushed. If it, but that's reality. It can happen. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it can. It can, totally. So, like, this, like, this whole conversation is basically just coming, it's, it's making me realize that Heartbreak is a natural human emotion that most people don't really experience until certain parts of life, but there's no going, there's no going around it. You know, you have to go through it to learn from it and to build from it. Right. Interesting. I kind of want to segue towards like different types of heartbreaks though. Cause not just your girl broke up with you or I broke up with my girl. Like you can go through heartbreak with different, different types of relationships. Right. Like for example, like family members, you know, Mm -hmm. if a family member, like, if a close family member of yours does something to you or you find out something that completely ruins your relationship, that's a form of heartbreak, right? Yeah. You'll be dwelling on your mind in a certain way. You'll be thinking to yourself, why? Why did, why did this love have to fade away? And it's not like a romantic type of love, right? So like those types of things, they eat at you. And I feel like when it comes to like more so like non boyfriend girlfriend relationships people like to hold back on divulging into those those scenarios and stuff especially family and stuff you know like it's harder it's not it's not necessarily taboo but it's tougher to talk about yo my brother broke my heart or my sister did something to me that i'll never forgive her for because it's like kind of in a sense embarrassing you know so like there's that there's that layer of you know gravity on you too when you're when you're going through heartbreak with different types of relationships but it's real it's real it is Personally, for me, I've never experienced family heartbreak before, mm-hmm. but I've seen, I was 
through like a secondhand type of I've seen it through somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another thing, secondhand yeah. heartbreak, right? Totally. You wanna you wanna go deeper into that? Yeah, it's basically being around somebody who's in their lows, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on if you're comfortable on sharing that. Seeing another person go through heartbreak mm-hmm. also invokes some type of emotion in you where you, you kinda get that type of emotion through them, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's it's obviously it could not it may not be as strong. But you're feeling for this person because you see them going through something. And to be honest, you can't really do anything about it. Yeah. Heartbreak is something you have to go through alone. It's inevitable, pretty much. Facts. But going back to the point you made, I've, I've seen somebody go through secondhand heartbreak because they had a terrible relationship with their mother. Mm-hmm. And their mother basically left them out to dry. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I've that hit them harder than when their significant other broke up with them, right? Yeah. Because when it comes to the investment that I told you about earlier, mm-hmm. there's a couple of people in your life where you're 100% invested in because mm-hmm. you know that they would never do you no wrong. Mm-hmm. Your family is one of them. Mm-hmm. You would never, ever, ever think that your mom, your dad, your siblings will ever do anything wrong by you. Mm-hmm. It's because you know that that relationship is rock solid because it's, Solidified. it's, it's in blood. Mm-hmm. Solidified. You're, you're, my, you're my DNA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to that point, when these people break your heart the most, mm-hmm. it's going to impact you the greatest because mm-hmm. you would never have thought that it would ever have gone this path. Because mm-hmm. if, if the, I'll keep it a book, if I love my parents, if they ever broke my heart, it would hit me 10 times harder than anything I could ever imagine. Yeah. It's because I always thought that they would be in my corner. Mm-hmm. I never thought that they would be playing with the away team, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that in itself, and I I saw that person go through the worst of the worst, mm-hmm. but they're able to get out of it after because they're able to understand their emotions, understand that all relationships are not meant to last, even blood relationships like mm-hmm. DNA is not meant to last. Mm-hmm. And now they're in a better place. But going back to that point, I think those type of heartbreaks hit harder because you always thought that they would be in, on your side. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. And it's that that. That's the challenging part about life is you don't know how long people are going to be in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you have you have an you have a invisible timer on every relationship you have. And and I don't want to get too like uh, dark and severe, but even death, yeah. that's heartbreak. Facts. You know, like especially unexpected death. You know, like instant heartbreak shatters a human being. You know, and we have to go through these emotions, these negative aspects of life. To build ourselves up and to build our characters to be more strong when we're faced with these challenges, right? Because mm-hmm. heartbreak is a challenge, you know. This this is all just personal challenges we go through internally that we have to learn how to overcome mm-hmm. because these are aspects of life that we're all gonna go through at some point. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's an interesting topic, man. I'm not gonna lie. Heartbreak, man. Mm-hmm. It's regardless of what type of relationship, family, friendship, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's what heartbreak does to you is it creates a hole inside of you yeah and that hole the whole plan is to figure out what to fill with that hole Mm -hmm. because that's what the heartbreak is yeah it's a void right it's like a void void yeah so a lot of people don't know how to fill that void Mm -hmm. you know that's how rebounds happen exactly Mm -hmm. you know filling the void is the problem yeah a lot of people don't go through life not being able to fill that void that's you know? a very good point man the fact that people try to fill that hole that they left or that someone left for them because it even happens in friendships too like mm-hmm. let's say somebody gets excommunicated from their friend group for some reason they're gonna probably find another friend group like mm-hmm. and that might not be the greatest choice immediately based off of being that down bad and heartbroken 
You know what I mean? So people can make negative decisions. You know, I've seen people get into toxic relationships based off of a rebound, you know, because they were in a significant, they were with their significant other for so long and shit went hit the fan. You know, like there's so many, I feel like when you're in that heartbreak phase or that part of your life, it can become so hard for you to get out of that, that you kind of lose yourself in a sense, you know, not a lot of people are as strong as me and you, you know, that can get a sense of who they are from heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Some people completely, completely lose themselves entirely. And it takes them a long time to understand the damage that they've done, you know? So it's, it's one thing we said before we got on camera is like, guys don't talk about this shit. When guys get their heart broken, especially from a female, they don't talk about this shit. I think you were like, to be personal, I remember Mm -hmm. you were the first person I talked about like like years ago. Yeah. I I remember you picked me up around me. I said, yo, and you know, you were that for me too in high school. <laughs> really? I don't know if you remember that. I don't, I don't remember. You were that for me in high school. I don't remember, but That's I remember, crazy. And then something really cool about you, I don't even know if you remember, you followed up on me. Oh, wow. Not a lot of people follow up. When wow. I, when I, like, not, not in general. I mean, like, when you tell somebody something, mm-hmm. you assume it's right. You know when you tell somebody, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. From my honest opinion, I always assume people want you to answer, I'm doing good. Yeah. People don't actually want you to say how are you actually doing, right? Mm-hmm. But that day I actually told you how I was doing, right? Mm-hmm. And then fast forward, I think like a couple of days later, you reached out to me like, yo, you're you right. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I think that that's, that shows a lot about your character because you know, a lot of people would have been like, all right, I'm not trying to talk to this. It's awkward. You know, when you told me about that, and I, don't, I definitely don't want to get too personal. We can cut this out if you want to. But when you told me about that situation, bro, like I instantly, instantly thought about myself because you were describing it to me in a way that... that I understood your emotion behind it, not what you were going through physically or in reality, but your your emotion behind it. I kind of resonated with, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I asked you about that, I was more so thinking about your mental health, you know, because mm-hmm. I know the the gravity and the pressure that you could put on yourself, especially as a guy, you know what I mean? Like, it's you a have lot. To look normal. Like, my mm-hmm. thing was, I, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't want to be controversial, but I feel like when men go through heartbreak, it's it's very like it doesn't look good on you to keep it on mm. on your face mm. you know like i see it as i feel like i used this analogy in another podcast where we were talking about um um if you know different faces that you have to put on yeah you always have to have on your happy face as a man mm. because if you show any crack or any creak mm-hmm. like at all mm-hmm. it just looks like you're not all there together right yeah i don't think men are allowed to mourn in public mm-hmm. it's something to do in the private in, within yourself or just in the like but like not in any capacity of other people right mm-hmm. so going back to that point i like i had to figure this whole thing out alone mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i did that through different methods of trying to understand how to fill the void mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. alhamdulillah I, I like to believe that the void is filled and I, i'm good to go you know but I understand what the feeling of a, of a void is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it, to be honest, it's one of the greatest pains I've ever been through. You know, one point I want to make about being in that, like being that down bad and heartbroken is for me, for example, like I don't think I've ever felt that alone mm-hmm. or lonely in my life. Even though I had so much people, good people around me, yeah. you know, internally, I was just so beyond alone mm-hmm. mentally, right? And only after going through that, I realized what I was doing wrong and why I was feeling that way for so long is because I wasn't willing and strong enough to open up and release that side of me and let people in yet, you know? Yeah. And I had to go through uh, heartbreaks and tough times and 
bad experiences for me to understand that. I want to, okay, before we kind of wrap up, right? I want to leave off on one thing that I thought about, right? And the way guys and girls deal with heartbreak is very different. Yeah. Very different, right? I feel like the guys, they want to show like, I'm free, you know, like, this is me. I can be a man again. I can party. I can yeah. chill, you know? And then on the girl side, it's more like they're very much, and this is just a speculation. I'm not like, not everybody's not the same, right? But like on the female side, it's more like they're crying, they're, they're heartbroken, they're sad. And then they get over it, yeah. find someone else and then fill that void. Oh. But I feel like as guys, we come back to it later on. Like, it's more like I ripped the bandaid off and now it hurts later. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I totally agree. Is that, is that, a, is that a fair judgment? Um, for me, I felt like, I felt like I didn't take the typical route. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, first of all, I'm never somebody who does what those things anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I took more of a, uh, I took like a pause of like life for a moment, you know? Like I was trying to, like, for, for I, personally, I just feel like time stopped moving. Mm-hmm. And I, was I just, know exactly what you're saying, bro. Like time stopped moving because mm-hmm. you... Something about it is if you create a habit for X amount of years, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to break out of that habit, right? Mm-hmm. So it, I was trying to figure out how to, how my days were supposed to be structured, you know? And time stopped moving because I, I didn't figure things out yet, right? Did you feel like you had too much time? Like, what do you mean? Like, when you were describe like, as you were describing right now, you had a routine, you knew you were doing things a certain way. And then now this routine drastically yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, oh, what do I do now? I, I felt like I had all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. I, there, there was a time where my whole life was dedicated to us. Mm-hmm. And when, we, when I found out that it's just me, I'm like... I have all this time? What do I do? I started taking naps and stuff. Like. That's <laughs> when naps crazy. became a permanent thing. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe I could take a two, three hour nap. Did you do any binging? Of shows? Yeah. I was always a show watcher. Like but at, at specifically around that time for me it was more like i was trying to go on more walks i was trying to mm. wow i had a completely opposite experience than you really you know like how i was very much a hermit i stayed in home a lot yeah. didn't really want to socialize but so was i but then i was to the point like i understood that staying in these four walls mm. is not good i didn't know that like i need light <laughs> i had i had no idea that was that was a thing you know i was just yeah. thinking to myself I don't want to be outside. Fuck this. This sucks. And then as time, I think it was because it was winter too, you know, as time went on, I started to get out of my shell. Then finally realized, yo, why the fuck was I stuck at home all this time? That, that's a shitty thing to do. If you need, in, my, in my opinion, at least, even if it's not true, mm-hmm. you need to tell yourself that you think it's going to get better. Like, I think self-healing starts with the, like the ideologies that you have in your mind. Like, if you tell yourself, yo, I'm going to be okay. It's okay to feel like crap right now, but I'm going to be okay later, you know? Mm -hmm. That gives your mind enough stability to understand that, okay, it's okay to feel the way I'm feeling now. As long as I know there's a light at the end of this tunnel, right? Mm -hmm. But in those four walls, to your case, I think you kind of trapped yourself thinking that this is the emotion that I'm feeling. I did. And it's going to be permanent until... I prove otherwise, right? He'll prove otherwise. So my point was, I I liked going out of the house because I started to walk and then I was starting to like take myself out of the mind frame of let's just keep moving. It was kind of like uh, me walking was my way of trying to understand what's going on. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, like I was trying to, it was kind of, it spoke to what's going on in my mind. Like if I'm walking, I'm also thinking. If I'm thinking, I'm doing well. If I'm doing well, 
I'm going to be okay. Wow. You were that conscious of it. Yeah. Cause wow. I, I was kind of thinking about it and like, while it was happening, I knew it was happening, you know? Interesting. But by no means did I make it easier. Keep swimming. Yeah. Like keep, like keep swimming. Keep swimming. What is it? Dora? No, not Dora. Finding. Uh, yeah. Dora. Finding. Yeah. Like just Nemo. Keep swimming, bro. No, it's finding the, the second one. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that that hitch, that actually hitch. Like, just mm-hmm. keep swimming, just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Keep like, even if you don't know the destination, mm-hmm. you will get to somewhere that you'll understand eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just think that's your heartbreak is understand that it's it's problem while it's happening, but there's there's there's, there's coping so. mechanisms that you can use. You know, but you gotta have to be strong enough to be able to get yourself to use a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just I'll take it from my experience. Sitting at home is not gonna help. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, for it right off bat, that shit ain't gonna work. But no, I feel like we're better equipped. Like, mm-hmm. like I've I've faced like a mini heartbreak since, you know. Mm-hmm. I faced and, a couple, man. It's not fun. And I say mini because I think it was supposed to be on the same level as the first, but I just had ways to work around it. Now I'm like, I, oh, you know, it hurts. But let me ask you out. this. Let me ask you this. this is, sorry, I'm asking so much questions today. No, this ahead. is just the question from Slim Podcast. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Have you ever caused heartbreak on someone else? Yes, I have. Like I may like I I'm probably a villain in a lot of people's stories. Really, it, it hurts me to say that. Why do you say that though? Because when I was one of one of the toxic ways that I was trying to recover was I was trying to throw myself into different rebound. Yeah, I was trying to be like maybe if I fill the void with another person, mm-hmm. everything's gonna be working fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But then there there have been times where I like invested x amount of time in a person i was like yo this is not for me not thinking about what the other person is feeling yo i've done that too man and uh, looking back is that selfish it's super selfish but what are you gonna do you're gonna get into a relationship with somebody you know you don't want no but i i think the difference is my intentions going into that relationship was not good i your intentions in a relationship in my opinion at least Mm. always be to build from scratch mm. with good intentions okay. and trying to understand how each other work, right? Mm. My my intention was I'm trying to recover and you're gonna be that. Mm. You're gonna be the medicine. And her her intentions were the the great intentions that I just spoke about earlier. Like mm. she's just trying to work from scratch. And I think when things ended, it didn't hurt me as much. But I know it was terrible on on her, right? So I, I really, and I hate, I hate, because I, I heard that recently. Like, do you think you're a villain in someone else's story? Mm. I do think. And, and, and if I had the opportunity, if that person unblocks me, <laughs> I would, I would. Blocked? Uh, I would let them know. <laughs> I Blocked? Would let them know that, yo, like, I'm in a better place now. Mm. And I'm sorry that, you know, I did what I did to you. Mm. You may never forgive me, mm. but I understand the magnitude of my actions. I hope you the best. Good luck with life. We'll put that clip out. Don't fear it. Interesting. You know what I took away from just what you just said right now? Yeah. Um, this is just a theory I just came up with, but correct me if I'm wrong, but getting into a relationship, right? Especially when you're getting into committing with somebody, right? There has to be a form of delusion there already. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that on top of the, coupled with the fact that you have an idea of what heartbreak is and want to avoid it at all costs, yeah. do you think that can be misleading to some people, especially like women that you're trying to to court. What do you mean? Like, for example, you know what you want out of a relationship more so than you did when you first got into your first relationship, yeah, right? So now that you're trying to seek out another person to fill the void, quote unquote, right? Um, and knowing that there's some form of delusion that goes into getting with somebody, 
does that kind of hurt your chances of survival in that relationship as a, as an item? Yeah, I would. I would. Is that so. just re- reality, though? Yeah, I just think that's the way the cookie crumbles, man. Wow. I just think like that's just learning a lot today, yo. It's meant to be. You know what I mean? Nigga, informational as fuck, man. Fam, I've I've had one large, large heartbreak and a lot of mini ones. You know, I learn a lot from you when it comes to like dealing in ordeals in relationships because like we said before niggas don't talk about this shit Uh you know the fact that we have these conversations means that it gives me the 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 mindset of there's other people like me out there you know so like i think these are helpful i'm not gonna like another another reason why i think it hits us harder is Mm -hmm. because you and i don't go into relationships thinking that um this is just gonna be for fun Mm -hmm. i think our goal is always to find somebody to a match. build something with, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like and when when you go that route, mm-hmm. it hurts more because you you invest so much emotion and time and then you figure out that like that was all to waste, you know? Like but I started to change my mind frame where it was like these experiences are not a waste. Mm-hmm. These experiences are learning curves mm-hmm. and they are different directions that you have to go to figure out how how to find the person who you want to end up with you know every broken heart mm. increases the next increases the chances of finding the right person the next the next one you know facts that's facts. how i think at least facts is a bar thank you brother Reason you know me. realistically speaking right the overall sentiment of this conversation is the heartbreak is necessary it is it's not just something we can't avoid but you have to go through it to be able to develop a sense of what a relationship should be for you specifically, mm-hmm. right? You need to understand, my opinion at least, I know we're going to wrap up soon. You need to understand what you have to lose in order to cherish what you have, you know? That's- I think that puts into perspective the type of um, thing that you need to protect mm-hmm. and understanding that you may not find this in someone else it puts into like re- in realization that I need to cherish what I have with this person and not take them for granted. Mm-hmm. And through that loss, you understand that this is the type of person I want. No, it's not the type of person I want. This is the type of person I want to mess with, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it really puts into your mind frame that you need to go through things in order to experience the best of things. Mm-hmm. That's why I think, let's take it off heartbreak for a second. When LeBron James... Um, Always goes back to LeBron with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Always goes back to LeBron with this guy. Like when LeBron lost to Dirk and won the next year, I think that next year championship was so much more because he had to go through so much to get to that, right? He's boohooing on stage, you know. I don't know what that means. He's crying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. I mean, 2016, though. Oh, I think that one meant more than all of them. You that's know? what I'm saying. Like, and that's because he had eight years or so of failure in Cleveland. Comes to here. And not only that, but does it in the greatest of fashion. It comes back from a 3-1 deficit, right? Mm. And that just puts it, not only was it like something for his legacy, but it, it told him that sometimes you have to take the L's to experience the greatest of W's, you know? But yeah, It's not really a good analogy, though, because he already won before that. No, but I, I honestly, and I think he said it before, I don't know what clip, but the Cleveland one meant more than all of them. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think the Lakers would have meant that much, still. <laughs> the, the Mickey Mouse? The Mickey Mouse? Yeah. The Mickey Mouse? Come on, man. <laughs> anyway, Welcome to Heartbreak. 
you're, you're <laughs> my head keeps spinning. Should learn how to grieve and everybody can't stop having these bitches. I gotta have reason. Ooh, 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 ooh. It's Beyonce, right? Taking a taking a spotlight from me. Listen, guys, all I gotta say is, see this guy right here. Start calling him Doctor Phil. Doctor Java. Because he fills you in. You know. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? You know what I want yeah, to say, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't even go that route, fam. I'm oh, you're gonna waste you. I'm not trying to go that route. There's a lot of analogies there, but filling holes and a lot of whoa, times. Whoa, it's not whoa, 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 exactly. We're cutting this part out, but there's a lot of times I could have said pause in this whole conversation, but I kept that to myself, and I respected the liberty of the conversation. Guys, not gonna lie, before we even finish, yo. That was one of the greatest conversations I've ever had. Really? Yeah, real talk. I'm so much more enlightened than I was before coming in here about heartbreak. Okay. And I just I'm wanted to just tell you guys that on camera. I, real I, talk. Very appreciate. I just think going from the lows and experiencing that, you know, it's and it's like something that you have to go through. Like it's weird to say, but I feel like I'm an expert in. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's weird. To say. That is wild. <laughs> damn no and by no means expert as in like i'm the i just under through this type of situations i was able to understand m myself better mm -hmm. you know I, you've like, had a deeper level of thinking about this than most people i, I had say. like a lot of time mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. lot of time mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. in all essence of this conversation bro like can i just say thank you for enlightening me on a lot of the stuff that we talked about and you as well mukhtar chiming in Great conversation, man. I love coming on this podcast a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like, these are the times where I look forward to the most, you know? And that's, you know, because we the Coffee Break Podcast, coffee right? Coffee Break Podcast. Come on, man. <laughs> like, I can't wait to take these types of these types of scenarios and conversations outside to more people yeah. and get more of a, a opinion. opinion yeah, and a response. Like, I, I like to engage in these types of conversations with people. So, mm -hmm. if you're hearing this now, we want all of your opinions in the comment section below. We want you guys to talk to me give us some opinions or give us some like things you learned about this conversation because we, th we talked about a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're going to be on the streets real soon. So we're going to come to you guys and, and, and kind of give you guys a more IRL version of this, but we're the coffee break podcast, man. Well, my name is slim. This is my brother. Jama. This is my other brother. Mokhtar. We're out guys. See you next time. Peace.